Welcome to this podcast, Hedge Fund Due Diligence After Madoff. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute and joining me is Francois Labitin, who is a professor of finance at the ADHEC Business School. Welcome, Professor Labitin. Thank you. My first question to you is, was Madoff running a real hedge fund? Um, it's a good question. I think the answer is no. Um, Madoff was actually a combination of two activities. One was a broker and the second one was an investment advisor. Um, the broker arm was you know, apparently a decent, legal, well-organized business. The investment advisory arm was the one that created troubles. It was not structured as a hedge fund. It was structured as investment advisory and it was only accessible through a series of managed accounts. And this is probably what created or initiated the scandal of Madoff, which is the fact that, you know, in a real hedge fund, people would have been able to do more due diligence. The fact that you had multiple layers and this was only accessible via feeders instead of via a regular hedge fund created troubles at the end. Were there grounds for being concerned before investing with Madoff? I think there is a long series of uh, there is a long series of signals that you know should have raised concerns. Um, the primary one is if you look at the Madoff strategy or the the way the strategy was implemented was the non-segregation of duties um, between what in a, a real hedge fund would be called several service providers, and in particular I'm thinking of the administrator which calculates net asset value. Um, the custodian, which is supposed to safeguard the assets, and the manager, which is supposed to run the strategy. In a real hedge fund, this would be segregated. In the Madoff case, they were all a single entity running all the show. Um, that's the first signal. The, the auditor, which was largely unknown, would have been a second signal for me. Um, there are also issues in terms of the strategy itself. If you try to replicate the strategy of Madoff, you never get this kind of returns which could have been, you know, puzzling for, for most investors. Um, beyond that, I think there were also, you know, indicators. Uh, if you look at how many family members operated in the Madoff construction, I mean, the niece was the head of, duty, of, of um, the compliance, which, you know, for me is a, is a non-going place to start. Um, also, the size of the fund, which was never very clear, according to SEC filing, $17 billion. You can't trade in and out of 17 billion of put and call options in, in the S&P 100 without the market noticing, uh, which you know, nobody ever seen Madoff trading these options. Um, there's the filings with the SEC, which never evidence you know, the size of securities it was supposed to have. Um, so I think that the list of signals was, was relatively long. How come wrongdoings by Madoff were not detected by so many investors over so many years despite these signals that you mentioned? Well, I think that Madoff survived for a long series of reasons. Um, one of them because the, the strategy returns were, say, relatively high for the strategy itself, but they were moderate compared to most of the scams that have been around. Madoff was delivering 10 to 12 percent a year very regularly. It's a very smooth path, so nobody ever sort of challenged it. Um, the second thing, which for me is, is, is a, you know, one, one of the reasons the scam has, has lasted so long, is everybody was in it. And people get self-reinsured and looking at other people, they thought, okay, if he's in it, I can be in it. And everybody sort of you know, was in it, didn't really understand why, but 
you know, you're in it, everybody is in it, it's okay. You're not the only one not making the mistake. Um, I like to say that people that actually were against Madoff looked like idiots for probably 15 years and stars for a month. People that were in Madoff were stars for 15 years and idiots for a month. So it's a much tougher situation to, to be in. Uh, there's a question of alignment of interest, which I think is, needs to be raised at some point. A lot of the feeders or people that gave access to Madoff strategy were actually receiving fees from you know, one of the Madoff entities uh, or charging fees to their clients. But as a result, they were conflicted between the fees they were receiving and their due diligence obligation that obviously they didn't, um, they didn't fulfill. So for me, these are, these are the main reasons. Um, the last one, which is completely external, if I was too uh, cynical, I would say that uh, Madoff was a victim of the liquidity crisis. Madoff was actually exposed to um, the risk of having people redeeming their assets and therefore being unable to, to pay those redemptions. If the crisis had not happened, I think Madoff would still be around. So Madoff, in a sense, was evidenced by the rush to liquidity that forced people that otherwise would have maintained their assets with Madoff. Um, I mean, those people were forced to, to redeem that and that sort of pointed at the, at the scam. What has changed for hedge fund investors in terms of due diligence after Madoff? I think investors are um, have realized that due diligence is uh, it's not something that is nice to have. It's a must have if you want to avoid problems. It is one thing to lose money because of an investment reason. I think losing money for a, for a due diligence or a structural reason is much harder to, to excuse. Investors now are spending much more time on, on the due diligence of hedge funds. And I would say they spend much more time on, on some key aspects. One of them, obviously, is the quality of service providers. And they want quality and, and, and they're willing to pay for it or they're willing to have the hedge fund to hire quality people to run their operations. That's the first part. They want uh, a clear evidence of the existence of the assets, which is something that was not really uh, you know, questioned before. But people want to make sure the assets exist. They want to make sure also about the valuation of these assets. It was not really a question in the Madoff case, but in a lot of hedge funds, uh, you want to make sure the price you receive is, is actually the price of, of what, what you own. So um, strengthening of due diligence, uh, deepening of some of the investigations, looking at service providers looking at assets, existence, valuation, etc. That, that is the result of the Madoff story. And finally, is it possible to prevent another Madoff through better due diligence? It, it is a very good question. I think due diligence can help preventing. There is never and there will never be a 100% insurance that this will never happen again. Um, if it does happen again, it, you'd like it to happen at a much more sophisticated level than, than a Madoff story. Um, so my view is, is people should do more due diligence. Uh, that's probably the best protection they can have against an operational fraud or, or a Ponzi scheme. Uh, they should also apply more common sense, which was missing by a lot of people in, in the Madoff case. Um, for me, the, these are the two key ingredients um, if you want to avoid a, a repetition of that or at least have it at a much more complex scale. This concludes our podcast on hedge fund due diligence after Madoff. Thank you, Professor Labetan, for your time and thank you for listening to us. Copyright 2010 CFA Institute. 
No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.